Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Katie Martin and this is News in Focus, where we offer our insights into the global news stories that matter. Modern life can be deafening, but for all the shouting, no one's listening anymore. This is the conclusion reached by FT columnist Jo Ellison after an uncomfortably noisy Eurostar journey. She discusses what's gone wrong with Horatia Howard. So that was a cacophony of urban sound, the sort of thing that we normally screen out in our everyday lives in the city. But Joe, your column was precipitated not by just the normal everyday sounds, but some specific experiences of noise pollution. Will you (laughs) (laughs) remind us of what prompted you to write this column? Um, I think just my arrival at a point in age where you just cannot bear the sound of other people around you at any time at all. But basically, I was on the Eurostar traveling to Paris, kind of a midday train, pretty relaxed, easygoing. And there was a family sitting across the way from me in the carriage, two young children. I mean, perfectly endearing, absolutely reasonable stuff. But the level of parenting was just, how do you say, it would be insidious. (laughs) It was just overwhelming and the noise and the instructional manner and the sort of showboating of the parent who was doing the parenting, I just found very, I think it's called presentational parenting, where you're sort of showing off to the rest of the world what a great job you're doing. But then proceeded to allow her children to watch two independent screens at full whack playing one on the Pokemon movie and the other, The Princess and the Frog, which I then had to listen to for the entire duration of the trip to Paris. And I thought, what on earth is wrong with the world? So did you take any action while this was going on? Did you? I did, obviously, the neck crane of wry irritation. I did a bit of hard staring, kind of Paddington style, hoping that she might get the idea. I did a lot of sort of shuffling in my seat and kind of glancing around to see whether other people were equally disturbed and said nothing at all. Yeah, so heavy duty huffing and puffing. Heavy duty, passive aggressive, yeah. And then on the way home, just to add to the fun, there was a group of about 20 I don't know, they were like late 20s and they were coming back, I think, from a bit of a jolly. Not especially drunk, just the loudest people I've ever heard in my life, led by, shamefully, a woman, I have to say. Very plangent voice, very piercing, pub quiz kind of plangency. And they just talked at an audibility level I've never known. And there was a lot of tutting there, a lot of looking around, made eye contact, complained to a neighbour also did nothing. So do you think this is a problem that is becoming more and more weaved into modern life? Other people imposing their noise on us? Is it part of the modern condition? Weirdly, I think it's a corollary of the noise cancelling headphone, actually, because I think what's happened is so many people are plugged in. You look at a tube carriage, everyone has got headphones on, pretty much. Everyone's engaged in some other activity other than looking at their other commuters. And as a result of that... It seems to be this white space that's opened up in which you can suddenly start watching TV shows at full volume or have these incredibly loud Facebook conversations with people on your phone that you share with the entire carriage. I think the way in which we modulate our behaviour just seems to have gone out of the window because I think we all occupy these very quiet, very curated soundscapes of our own. And then we have just forgotten that other people in the world might exist. 
Yeah, I definitely think the the mobile telephone has been around for a while, you may have heard of it, is one of the worst things because you hear those half conversations. And I was reading that there's been scientific studies on those halfologs, they call them, where you hear half the conversation and it's meant to be far more distracting because you spend the whole time filling in what the other person... Straining to work out what's going on. Yeah, exactly. But I think nowadays you're as often as not privy to both parts of the conversation because someone's talking to a little baby face, telling them about when dad's coming home and what they're going to have for dinner. And, you know, it's a two-way street. We're fully there for the full show. But it's, I mean, you know, you kind of dream now of the mild interruption of a mobile phone ring and someone saying, oh, I'm terribly sorry, I'm on the train and hanging up. No qualms now. People just witter on. At length, no, it's true. Hours. And the whole movie, you'll just hear the whole thing. But do you think, I mean, is it actually, you know, the kind of Victor Meldrewish, <laughs> Grinch-like rant against the... Yes. Pro- <laughs> what but aside from that, <laughs> is it also, you know, is it really bad for us? That it's all not good for our health. Noise? And the World Health Organization has said that sound pollution, and that arguably does mean that people sit next to a pneumatic drill all day at work or are exposed to intense levels of traffic noise. But I think, you know, I'm going to throw in really, really loud chat as part of the mix. I'm more likely to have high blood pressure. They're at a greater risk of type 2 diabetes. It can cause congenital heart disease. Among children, it causes learning impairment. It's also been linked to depression. I mean, I was very depressed when I got off the train and it was Princess and the Frog and that's frankly quite a cheerful movie. But I was just bothered. And actually, one of the people who read the column wrote to me and said that they thought that sound was one of the few things in which we actually haven't evolved from our caveman status. So noise still triggers for us a sign of danger. And actually, it disturbs us more than other sensory things, which I think we're more capable of modulating. There's nothing you can really do about noise. Yeah. And if you hear a kind of loud noise, it's startling. But if you hear consistent noise it's probably damaging and some sort of I think anything, puts you on high alert it does put you on high alert there was another fact that said 40% of the population in EU countries are exposed to road traffic noises at levels that exceed any recommendation so we're already living in a very very noisy environment so everything on top of that is just extra it's like you know the screeching brakes and everything we kind of almost create an ambient noise around us but that mixed with the other sudden extras just makes it really unpleasant you were saying that noise cancelling headphones actually partly to blame for this. I noticed that someone who commented on your piece said, you know, you should just get yourself a pair and then not worry about it. But do you think that there's a kind of answer in silence? We were talking a few weeks ago, months ago, about Jack Dorsey going on silent retreats and that that's the kind of antidote after you've had a load of noise. Just go and Cleanse spend. the ear palate, yeah. as it were. Yeah, would you consider going on a silent retreat? I just retreat? think like, we just need to cop on as a society. I think it's ridiculous that we should leave it either extreme. I think the reason I don't like wearing headphones is because it makes me so oblivious to the world around me. Like I can't see that that person is crying in distress. I can't sense that that person behind me wants to get past or that person hasn't noticed that there's someone trying to kind of attract their attention because they're so locked out. I hate that idea of locked out syndrome. And, you know... I'm a writer and observer of human life. And I like to think that I'm part of the world around me. I can't stand this idea that, you know, I'm so important. I need to, like, shut out everything around me. But then, as they say, they did have a point. I know you were also quite militant about the use of (laughs) headphones at work, people sitting at work and looking at things on their screens. That's ridiculous. But maybe that's fodder for a column in the future. Well, music, you know, should you listen to music while you work? Discuss. 
was Horatia Harrod talking to FT columnist Joe Ellison. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, if you missed our recent episodes on the departure of Apple's chief designer, moves to make farming more eco-friendly, or the sale of Sotheby's auction house, you can find them all on the usual podcast platforms. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.